0: You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, a place where we practice a deep and authentic welcome, where we listen deeply to where love is calling us next, and a place where with humility, courage, and compassion, we act for justice in the world. To learn more, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Let's sing a song together. The the opening hymn for us has this text. Morning has come. Will you say it with me? Morning Morning has come. come. The next one is night is away. Night is is away. away. Rise with the sun. Rise with the sun. And welcome the day. And welcome the day. Now this will be our sun. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. Morning has come. Morning Morning has come. Night, is away. night is away. Rise with the sun. Rise
2: with the sun. And, welcome the day. and welcome the day. Morning has come.
3: Morning has
2: come. Night is away. The sun and welcome the day. Rise
3: with the sun
1: and welcome
2: the day. Yes, well done, well done. Careful on those skis on the way down, okay? Rise with the sun and welcome the day. Let's practice that. I love that, welcome the day. That's not what he wrote, but that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Rise with the sun and welcome the day. Whichever you want, you want to do. Rise with the sun and welcome
1: Oh, that is nice harmony. Okay, let's try the whole thing together. See how much we rem- remember.
2: Morning has come. Here we go. Morning has come night is away rise with the sun and welcome the day one more time morning has come night is away rise with the sun and welcome You got it you got it you got it now you may be able
1: to hear if you're listening closely that this is going to turn into a round very quickly yes let's try it let's try it in two parts and we'll see we'll see how brazen we are already so if you think I mean you I do you are voice one and if you think I mean you you are voice two. I do mean you. Okay, so we'll start all together, and then, uh, and then we'll sing into two parts. Would you rise?
2: Here we go. Morning. One, two, three. Morning has come. Night is away. Rise with the sun and welcome. Now voice one. Voice one. Morning has come. Voice two.
3: Morning has come, night is over. rise with the sun. Once more. And morning.
1: Okay, that's far too easy, you just told me. Okay, so, so if you think I mean you, you are right. You are group one. And if you think I mean you, you are group two. And if you think I mean you, you are group three. Who's, for, who's one? Yeah, two? Excellent, three? Anybody not know? Anybody not know? Okay, you take one, okay? All right. Here we go.
2: All together first. One, two, three. Morning Morning has come. come. Night Night is away. Rise
3: with us.
0: Good morning. So I was talking with a a family after the first service whose little kiddo has decided that 3 a.m. is when you wake up for the day. So I'm thinking this would be a wonderful song to sing to them. Wait for the sun, rise for the day. So, good morning. You all sound wonderful out there. Welcome to this community of love and hope. My name is Reverend Jen Crow. I'm your senior minister, and I'm grateful to be leading worship today with Dr. Glenn Thomas Rideout, with Liz Farmer, our membership coordinator, with Ida, who will be lighting our chalice. Jen and John on tech in the back, making everything work and helping us to welcome folks online and from wherever they are, and of course, to all of our ushers and greeters and visual arts team members who make this a space of welcome and beauty. We're sending all good wishes to our pianist Franco Holder this morning, who's out sick, and big gratitude to Glenn Thomas for jumping in and making everything work and uh, creating music for us and with us. So very grateful for that. So we gather here together for nourishment and care for inspiration. We gather when it's time to celebrate, when it's time to mourn, when we need to stretch and grow together. We gather to hear our voices join together in song, to be comforted by music, to know that our lives are echoing along with the ancestors and creating a space forward into future generations. We gather to learn bigger stories and we gather to be a part of a bigger story. As Unitarian Universalists, we remember that we are all welcome and wanted, whole and holy and worthy, exactly as we are, all of us, with room to grow, too. Here, we believe in the spirit of love and hope. We trust in the cycles of giving and receiving and growing, and we put our faith into action in some very particular ways— We listen deeply to where love is calling us next. We welcome, affirm, and protect the light in each and every human heart. And we act with humility and courage and compassion in the service of justice. We believe that our own individual transformation and the transformation of the world are intimately interconnected and together we are creating spaces of liberation and joy, of love and hope within, among, and beyond ourselves. This is what we are about together as a community of faith. And we remember that whenever and wherever we gather, we are connected across time and space, through bodies and breath and water and air and land. We remember that the land we are on Was inhabited for thousands of years and is inhabited still by members of the Native nations of this land. And we commit ourselves to learning the larger stories of all the people and all the beings of this land. We commit to truth telling and to repair. And today we have the opportunity to continue to learn more of these stories right here at church. What's in our stories? Who are we connected to? What are we promising to ourselves, to each other, to the earth, to the present, to the future? These are the questions we bring today in our time together. So I invite us to settle in, to arrive here, into the spiritual practice we so often share as a way of grounding ourselves right here. I'm putting my feet squarely on the floor. I invite you to ground your body in whatever way works best for you, to notice your physical self right here. And then if you'd like to join me for three on-purpose breaths. Breathing in. Breathing out slowly. Breathing in. Breathing out slowly. And then on this last one, if you want, you can make some noise. Breathing in. Breathing out. Yes. This poem, Spilling the Light, comes from the Reverend Teresa Soto. Some people are used to keeping rules. Don't cross the street when the light is red, only sensible. It turns out that keeping rules isn't the same as keeping covenant, which asks us, instead of keeping a bright line, to keep our promises. To what have we promised ourselves? To this moment in time and place, to this community, and even tenderly interconnected, this planet. We promise ourselves to the idea that we are each and all human beings. We promise that there is something moving between us that we cannot tame and cannot measure. The chalice is a reminder that what flame we keep inside us cannot light the way. The light must spill to shine. The thing you must be is yourself, unadulterated, shedding the willingness to journey alone as though you are made of something hard and unforgivable. You are human. You belong right here, right now. And together, we will chase away the sickness, the secrets, and leave only the open possibility that the future is a space for growth. Let us light our chalice together. And let that light spill and shine. Ida, will you light the flame? And let's say the words for lighting our chalice together. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another.
1: Thank you, Ida. I have a story to tell, and I remember that I'm supposed to tell it, but for the life of me, I can't remember any of the nouns. And so it goes. I'm going to need your help, I think, quite a bit. There's one I remember. One day there was a church. Ah. That one was a church much like this one, except it had fallen on really, really hard times. There had been some problem and some conflict and they wound up going from a bustling congregation down to just a handful of people. And one of the handful of people whose name was What, what? Ed. 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 Ted. Did I get that right? Ted. Of course it was Ted. Ted said, What are we going to do? The beloved church that we have, that we have built, that our generations have built, is in danger. And then I remember another one of them came and said, and their name was? Khadija. Sud- Khadija. Ah, queen. Khadija. Yeah. Khadija said, well, we ought to call in and get some help. So they made a call to the local bishop. And the local bishop, whose name, of course, was Fred. Fred. <laughs> bishop, bishop Fred, the right reverend Fred, said, Poet and I don't even know it. <laughs> the, the right reverend Fred said, I'll be right down. And the right reverend Fred, Bishop Fred, came and sat with Khadija and Ted and all around the circle with the hand full of them. And they laughed together as they shared stories of the way the church used to be. And they wept as they mourned what the church no longer was. And they sat in quiet in the mystery of not knowing what to do. And at the end of their time together, the right Reverend Fred knew that it was his time to go. The right Reverend Fred got up and said, this has been a lovely time. Thank you for sharing this circle with me. They were looking for a solution. And the right Reverend Fred said, well, I don't have a solution, but I do have one word. The Messiah is among you. (laughs) The handful of congregation was baffled. They had no idea what to make of this, but they wondered who in the world the bishop could have meant. They looked around, and there, in the corner, they saw Rumpelstiltskin, (laughs) who had been the member for the longest time, but Rumpelstiltskin just so happened to be sweeping in a particularly godly manner. They knew that must be the Messiah, and so they began to treat Rumplestiltskin with the utmost love and respect. And they wanted to assist Rumplestiltskin when they saw what, who Maria, who was who was. Who was moving the picture frames on the walls so that they were just so and they fit just parallel and pristine so they knew that Maria was the Messiah. They ran over to Maria and began to help Maria and that's when they saw Joyce right in the back and Joyce had noticed that there were a couple of crumbs in the carpet and she took them out so gingerly so as to make the sanctuary so pristine and everyone in the handful of congregation started to treat everyone else as if there were God inside of them. And the village heard about what was going on in this mysterious little congregation that had once been falling apart. They wondered, what was the secret? And everyone that walked in from the village noticed that there were smiles on everyone's faces and joy in everyone's heart and generosity was going everywhere and soon, sooner than later, That handful of people was a bustling congregation again, filled with love, and treating every single person in the room like the Messiah might be inside them. And so it was, and so it can be. The end. True story, really. That really happened. Um, our hymn today is Woyaya. And Woyaya comes, is, is a Ghanaian uh, term. It is not so much a word as it's an expression. We are going,
2: heaven knows where we are going, but we know within.
1: We're on a journey.
2: And we will get there, heaven knows how we will get there, but we know we will. The journey's long. It will be hard, we know, and the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. Heaven knows how we will get there, but we know we think. And then it goes, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: The best I can say is it it means, (sighs) will you say that with me? (sighs) Which doesn't always mean that you're exasperated. It doesn't always mean that you're tired. (sighs) Can mean we know we will. (sighs) Can mean we know within. We will get there. Will you sing with me?
2: We are going, heaven knows where we are going, but we know within, and we will get there, and we will get there, heaven knows how we will get there, but we know we will, it will be hard, it will be hard, we know, and the road, and the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. Heaven knows how we will get there, but we know we will Oh, I see an
1: I see an extra part that I think we should add, right?
2: I see that. We are going. Heaven knows where we are going. But we know within. And we will get there. And we will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. But we know we will. It will be hard. But we'll get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. But we know we'll woe, woya, woya. Okay, on this last part, on this last time through, I think I heard some harmony trying to burst out there. I invite you courageously. The rest of us will keep the melody, all right? Here we go. One, go. We are going. Heaven knows where we are going. But we know within. And we will get there. And we will
0: Where are we going? Who is going with us? How will we get there? Where are we headed? Our universalist ancestors had a radical vision, a vision that we were all headed to the same place in a world full of division of people labeled as chosen and not chosen, worthy and not worthy, our universalist ancestors said we were all going to the same place. All on our way to heaven, they said, hundreds of years ago. All of us, together. Where are we going now? As Unitarian Universalists, as individuals on this shared journey of faith, where are we going? Are we going toward heaven on earth? Are we going to a place of community, of being together, all of us, all whole and holy, worthy and wanted right here, right now? What if the journey we are on is from I to we, to I to we, to I to we again? What if the journey we are on is toward a community that holds and welcomes us all? What if what we are headed towards is something we can create Right here, right now. Where are we going? How will we get there? What if where we are going is together? What if that is the place, the how, the way, together? each of us with a spark of the divine within, each of us honoring that in one another, creating something more together. We move through the cycles of the seasons, the cycles of our lives together. And here we remember and bring into this circle all those whose lives are changing, growing, transitioning, that we might hold all of the emotion, all of the changes, together. Today our love and care surrounds Susanna Marshall as she prepares to move to California tomorrow. Susanna accepted a new job in a position that aligns with her values, and she is grateful to this church for the care and support and community she found here. Our hearts are with Jean Johnson, Margie Smith, and all who knew and loved Fred Johnson. Last Sunday, we shared that Fred was receiving hospice care. We learned early this week that Fred passed away Saturday night. There's an obituary in last Wednesday's and today's paper and a service will be held at the Cremation Society on Friday, November 18th at 2. Our spirits are soaring with the news of the birth of one more Redeemer. Lily Hasbean William and big sibling Zanna are so excited about the birth of baby Etta. May our love and care surround them as they settle into being a family of four. And we hold Paula Golddad and family in our hearts as they accompany her partner's father, Irv, who entered hospice earlier this week. Our hearts reach out in welcome and in gratitude to the new members who are joining our church today. Grateful for the light they bring, for the ways they will be changed and we will be changed by them to create something new together. And we make room now for each of us to add our own prayers, our own joys and sorrows to this time, to speak them out loud, to type them into the chat, to hold them quietly in your heart, that we might hold these together. And together we pray that the grip of addiction might be loosened, that the weight of oppression might be lightened, that grief might be shared, that joy might break through, and that love might make every suffering bearable for us all. May it be so. Amen.
2: Stirrings of compassion blowing the wind, rise in the sea, move in the hand, giving life the shade. hold me close wings set me free
0: We care for ourselves and each other in so many ways here at church. Through song, through prayer, through meditation, through showing up. One of the ways we care for each other and engage in this practice of collective care, communal care, is in the sharing of our financial resources as well. We remember that it is a spiritual practice to receive It is a spiritual practice to give, and together we grow. So I remind us all, if this is a time you need to receive, please speak to any of the staff members. We have what we need together. And if this is a time that you can give, well, there are opportunities today. Down in the social hall today, we have Fair Trade Minneapolis with us. We know that when we choose fair trade products, we are paying farmers and artisans fairly for their work. We're protecting the environment via the fair trade standards. We're ensuring that products, including chocolate, are made without enslaved people making them. So come downstairs to the social hall, check out not just the photo exhibit, but learn more about fair trade, enjoy some samples. There's chocolate tea and products by Papillon Marketplace, sponsored by First Universalist environmental justice team. And today as we take our offering and we receive from each other, we'll be sharing our offering with Joyce Uptown Food Shelf. Joyce Uptown Food Shelf's mission is to distribute food to those in need with respect and dignity, standing with everyone seeking to root out the injustices within our current systems and support full equity for all people. So I invite you to give in the many ways that are possible and for us to receive our offering which will be shared with Joyce Uptown Food Shelf. Let us receive.
2: love is this, O my soul, O my soul, what wondrous love is this, O my soul, what wondrous love is this that gives my heart such bliss and takes away the pain of my soul, of my soul, and takes away the pain of my soul. I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down When I was sinking down, sinking down When I was sinking down beneath my sorrow's crown Friends to me gathered round, oh my soul, oh my soul Friends to me gathered round, oh my soul crown. Friends to me gathered round, oh my soul, oh my soul. Friends to me gathered round, oh my soul. To love and to all friends I will sing, I will sing. To love and to all friends I will sing. To love and to all friends Thanks unto the end, I will sing. I will sing. With thanks unto the end, I will sing. To love and to all friends who pain and sorrow mend. With thanks unto the end, I will sing. I will sing. With thanks unto the end, I will sing.
4: Generations of members have come before us, called to the central human tasks of connection, love, and service. Their dreams, generosity, covenants, and practices, supported this church and have brought our community into being. So too may our dreams our words, our gifts, our deeds work to strengthen this church and deliver our community well into the hands of generations of members to come. Will the newest members amongst us please join us up on the chancel? There are 16 new members here this morning, uh, amongst 27 since July. Eight of them were at the earlier service and just a few, or just a couple, aren't able to be with us this morning, but new members. As you join the membership of First Universalist, you take an important part in our vision and our commitment to bring liberation and transformation in the name of love. As the community joins your life, our vision grows, our commitment expands, our voice changes. We are each inviting each other not to consume, but to create our spiritual community, meaningful relationships together, to invest in the health of each heart and of our common journey. And we welcome this opportunity with open hearts and open minds. Each of us has deeply committed our spirits to racial justice To welcoming, affirming, and protecting the light in each human heart. To listen for the call of love and to act for justice with humility, bravery, and compassion. And we invite you to share these aspirations with us and the responsibility we are each taking to bring them to life in the world, starting with our own living. I'm
5: Rebecca, I'm the Vice President of the Board, and I'm so glad you are all here. New members, we are grateful that our life journeys have brought us together and that you have decided to make a commitment to join your life with that of this faith community. Do you agree then to journey with us to join your light to our common flame do you affirm your commitment to share with us the joys and the responsibilities of membership? If so, please answer, yes, I do. Yes, yes. I, like I do. I invite you to share your name with us.
4: Stacy Cootenella,
6: Dawn Knight. Amy Bly.
4: Elizabeth Punta
5: Daniel Reynolds, Sarah Duncan,
4: Diana Corby, Angie Glasso-Dane,
0: Joan Stout,
5: Lindsey Wood, Lee Inkfer,
0: Gary Hoover,
5: Tresha Reinhold. And to those who cannot be here with us this morning, Brad Schmack and Blue Lonergan, we welcome you. Your commitment of membership here is a joyful moment in the unfolding life of First Universalist Church.
6: Good morning. I am Darren Woodson. I use she, they pronouns, and I am your board president. I am here and grateful to be here to ask those in the congregation, with those members of First Universalist Church who are present Please rise in body or spirit. When you joined this church, you agreed to a journey with us, adding your light to our flame. Do you welcome our newest members as you were once welcomed to share with them in the joys and the responsibilities of membership? If so, please answer, yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> All right. So as a celebration of your new membership, we offer you each a chalice. Inside the chalice, you will find four stones. Three of these stones represent the ways we live in our faith and our cu- in common. Faith by action, faith by stewardship, and faith by community. The four stone will represent the spiritual practices you bring to this faith, the ways in which you and the Unitarian Universalism will keep and change one another. And finally, you will find your name tag. May this be one of many ways you can know each other more deeply and love, keep love alive among us. Congregation. Will you join me in welcoming our newest members? (laughs) Please be seated if you are rising. And thank you again for our newest members.
2: land, there'll be justice in that land, there'll be justice in that land where I'm bound. They'll be singing, they'll be singing. They'll be singing in that land, where I'm bound, so come and go with me, come and go with me to that, oh come and go with me, oh come and go with me to that land. That la- Here we go. <laughs> Come and go with me to that land where I'm... S- Solo. <laughs> Palm. <laughs>
4: Good morning again. So before my role as the receptionist and administrative assistant here during the week, this was pre-pandemic, I taught middle and high school social studies. And as a teacher, I would write these elaborate lesson plans that met all of the criteria that I learned in graduate school. So state standards that the lesson would cover, the anticipatory set, the develop, see, it's hard to even say, the developmental sequence, the assessment, and any modifications and accommodations necessary. So I would put some interactive activities in there, bingo boards scavenger hunts, art projects, dozens of different structures for facilitating classroom dialogue. And these were all fun, but they rarely ever quite felt connected, rarely ever felt useful or relevant to the lives of my students. I would put hours into writing the perfect lesson plans. But I often walked out of the building at the end of the day wondering, feeling like, what did we do today other than try to go through some fancy process that I had written out on paper? So a few years later, when I moved into my current role of membership and connections coordinator here at church, I was told that the role included coordinating a place to start, first and third Sundays meets here, newcomer circles, and facilitating the pathway to membership class. No big deal, I thought, sure, I can build a curriculum and I can facilitate a class, no problem. i just put on my armor here, yep, okay. But in all seriousness, deep down, I knew I wanted to do it differently this time. I just wasn't sure quite how that would look. So I slowed down. I observed, listened, as new and existing members spoke with me about what church membership means to them. I experimented with things, you know, no no bingo boards, but You know, no two classes were quite the same. None of the classes that our current members have been in have been quite the same. So this is not to bash my professors, my mentors, my co-teachers, or say that lesson planning isn't important. It's critically important. But we must ask ourselves what the curriculum, air quotes, is that we want to learn The question becomes, how do we make real what we are trying to learn and grow into? Is the membership class or anything that we're trying to learn all about what's in a plan that someone else wrote for us? Something on paper, a foregone conclusion of of an achievement? Or is some of it about how we are together even beyond our pathway to membership class? Is some of it what we co-create as members at church for years and decades and generations? I vividly remember one of my first membership classes that I facilitated here. Uh, we were wrapping up an activity that I'd adapted from a previous iteration of the class And it's an ever-evolving curriculum. Even more changes are in the works. It's a theme. And one participant asks, "Okay, well, this is all nice, but what am I really committing to here? And her question was not treating membership as a a one-time hoop to jump through or a bright line, a plaque to receive, or an obligation It was an honest, searching question, and it popped me right out of my facilitation performance bubble. I have heard this question, what am I committing to, again and again, actually in every class um, since, and it draws us out of ourselves and into the real work of asking, what are we doing here? Where are we going? How will we get there? What do we really commit to when we say yes to becoming members? Why do we commit ourselves to a spiritual community? How do I give and receive in a way that feels authentic, needed, and true? Can my answers to these questions change? What if I change? What if things at church change? And I, not, not membership professional I, actual I, have been changed. My armor of perfection loosened since coordinating and facilitating pathway to membership. And the class itself has changed along with me because of you the members in it, and other members among us in the pews. Rather than a box to check, a grade to receive, or a label to prove, we have been facilitating a relational rather than an administrative membership class. Giving and receiving as love has showed us how. So we can show up polished or try, we can check all the boxes, go through some idea of a correct procedure, a prescribed course, but when we let our own curiosity light the way, the realness, the questions we really want to ask, when we let those lead our responsible search for truth and meaning, what we discover will shape our experiences in deeper ways than boxes checked. What do we really commit to when we become members? Many of our responses to this are clear. I'm sure you have some now. Being in covenant with one another, growing friendships, giving and receiving care, tending to spiritual growth, putting our faith into action outside church walls. These these ones are the clearer ones, but much is unknown because we are always changing each other. When we say yes to membership, we say yes to something larger than ourselves, which is the transformation that happens when we treat membership not as a status in stasis, but a process to which we bring our whole selves and through which we must be courageous and open enough to being changed by our relationships and community. So may it be.
1: Part of a choir uh, sometimes means that you get to sing the tune. And sometimes it means that you get to play the supportive role. Now, um, unlike in films, in choir, both of those roles are of equal importance. There is no backstage. In fact, if there is no supportive role, then there's no sense in there being a tune, and vice versa. We're going to put that into action. Did you know you were in a choir? Yes. Did you know you were in a choir? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. This is a choral concert with no rehearsal, it's, um, <laughs> and it's going wonderfully. It's going wonderfully. So um, we'll begin this, this hymn uh, with this note. Will you sing it with me? Ooh. Good, keep that going. Keep that going. And then, some folks, will you join me? Ooh. If you're feeling really spicy, you can. Ooh. Ooh.
2: Okay, okay,
1: Spice. Okay. This is the sound we will return to. The, 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 the hymn goes, Wake
2: now, my senses, and hear the earth call. Feel the deep power of being in all. Keep with the web of creation your vow. Giving, receiving, as love shows us how. We'll all start with uh, with the
1: drone. We'll call it any of those notes you were singing is perfect. And this voice, voice one. If you think I'm talking to you, I am. You will sing uh, verse one, and we'll keep the drone. We'll hold the supportive role, okay? And then at the end of the verse. Um, giving, receiving, as love shows us how. Ooh, back to the drone, and we'll take verse two, and then we'll take verse three, and then we'll take verse four, and together we'll take verse five. Make sense? Okay. If it doesn't make sense, do you trust me? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Will you rise? Let's sing. Ooh.
4: May we, together, all of us, facilitate a relational membership curriculum and process, growing and holding, giving and receiving, as love shows us how. As we go, may our questions and realness inside of us, our light, spill to light the way, not in a box to check, but into the shape of our own relationships, and
2: experiences.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming community that finds strength in the diversity of identities of all who find inspiration and comfort here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text FIRSTUNIV, that's F-I-R-S-T-U-N-I-V, 273256 to make your gift. If you are able to join us in person for Sunday worship, we'd love to see you in church. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.
2: in peace, my friends. Amen.